This is Channel 253. In this episode of Gimme the Mic. How much time do you have on this earth, man? You, you don't know what's coming tomorrow, right? So finding your purpose is the most important thing I could encourage anybody. So it's that combination of training workshops, mentorship, and networks that opens the door of the commercial marketplace to new entrants from the William Factory. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. Give me the mic. the mic welcome back to give me the mic i'm your host stan Wen from the small city startup and i'm here today with my friend marcus cooper who's the founder and ceo of i hall delivery thank you welcome marcus thank thanks you. for joining us today so marcus started his company here in tacoma and he has some tacoma roots as well so can you talk about some of your Tacoma roots and we'll get into your business? Yes, sir. I, actually, we were born in, I was born in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, wow. I uh, moved here at the age of 10. I'm now 37. So uh, I've been in the Northwest for quite some time. The last 15 years, I've actually been here in Tacoma. Uh, I was actually working with Metro Parks Tacoma uh, with the sports program and the Boys and Girls Club. And I was actually uh, a founding member of the first elementary charter school. Here in wow, Tacoma too, okay. which was Soar Academy. So, as far as Tacoma roots, I've been in the community for quite some time, working with the youth, um, the people in Tacoma. So, uh, I like to consider myself a Tacoma baby. So, uh, I wasn't born here, but uh, my roots are here. So, oh yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, you're you're one of us now, <laughs> whether you like it or not. So, tell me more about your business. What do you do over there at iHaul Delivery? Yeah, so iHaul is a on-demand delivery service. Uh, we connect distribution centers to warehouses and also warehousing to uh, retailers of the like. So, we provide a final mile service uh, similar to Amazon uh, where we uh, do a white glove delivery. So, anything that uh, pretty much you can order, we'll deliver it to your door. Uh, we'll set it up and we'll also take away uh, your old uh, items if you have any. So, yeah. Okay, so it sounds like there are other people doing this already, Yeah. right? So how did you come up with this idea, and what makes it different from anything else? Sure, sure. Um, what makes us different is, I believe, is our, our local roots, for one. There's, oh, okay. there's, there are other competitors out there, uh, whether there are rideshare apps that kind of do the same thing. Um, how we got started was with an app called uh, Dolly. And what it is, it's similar to um, Uber. So it's like an Uber for trucks. So if you have a pickup truck um, and you have customers who need things delivered, they can book through Dolly and uh, you would be the person to pick it up. Oh, so wow. we kind of scaled that model, um, kind of, you know, similar things to our business we added. And as we, you know, navigated the community and, you know, worked with different businesses, we figured out what our niche was. And what we do is the white glove service. So typical delivery services, they'll bring it to your door. Uh, they'll drop off, you know, on your on your porch or in your garage. And then that's where we come and we'll actually bring the item into your home, you know, and like I say, deliver and set it up in ah. the room of your choice. So that was our niche, right? I we see. We figured 
that was all that was missing. And as far as a smile, right? Because mm-hmm. when you deal with the right shirt people, you get to deal with uh, different personalities. It's never typically a business, right? They're they're entities or independent contractors. So um, everybody wants a relationship. We yeah. figured out. So um, not only delivering that smile, but that white glove service is what's set us apart. And you know, hopefully, will take us. Uh, Maybe to Mars. So we'll see. Wow, I love it. I love it. So you said you started with Dolly. Yes, sir. And when did you know it was a point to scale up and start your own thing? Bro, um, when I started making, so at this point I was uh, at my third year at SOAR Academy. um, And my daughter was getting ready to start kindergarten. So uh, my father wasn't in my life. And I wanted to make sure I was there every step of the way for Mm -hmm. her, right? So... I was always looking for an opportunity to, to not only be an entrepreneur, but spend more time with my daughter as she, you know, goes to this elementary um, phase of life. So, um, as we know, teachers don't make a lot of money. We're not in it for the money. We're in it, you know, for our, because of our passion, right? To, to serve a mission and to, to give back. Um, but I, I felt there became a time where my heart uh, became almost— um, really vulnerable and they took advantage of that. I, I, I carry my heart on my sleeve. You know, the kids are my passion, but, um, I needed to take back my, you know, take back me essentially and put more time on myself and my family because it started to take a toll on myself and my family. Uh, we went through three different principles in three years. So the leadership was just all over the place. Uh, but I still continue to serve and, you know, do my job and do the best at it. But, uh, when I started to make, more in a week than I was making a month because we, you know, teachers get paid once a month. I knew something we were on to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came home and I told my wife because at this point I would get off work and I would do dollies, right? Wow. I would do dollies before I went to work. Um, you know, we don't work during the summer, so I was doing it all during the summer, during the weekends. And I'm like, we we have something here. Mm-hmm. We have something. Um, and yeah, man, I I filed for that LLC. I quit my job maybe a week after that, and I was full on. Uh, doing this rideshare dolly and wow. and that was it um is that still around is dolly it is, still around? Okay. it is there are they're already in like their their second series of funding i believe they've already raised over 10 million and oh, wow. uh, then it's it's a it's a pretty big app they're in pretty much every metropolitan area uh san diego chicago um boston detroit like they're they're everywhere and it's all based off of an app Wow. Are you still using Dolly these days? I don't. <laughs> okay, because you have your own service. Right. So but, why, right? It, okay, that's well, awesome. It's funny that you asked, though, because they they have a um, they offered me an opportunity to do a, do a paid advertisement with them. To, oh, wow. And they're going to do a photo shoot with our cargo van and my partner. Um, so we still have some synergy there, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So that must have been scary when you quit your regular job and jumped off on your own, right? I mean— not really, man. Really? I mean— I'd have been scared. I, you know, only thing I—honestly, the only thing that scared me was not being there for the kids, honestly, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I'm i a person, and I believe you should live in your passion, right? So doing that job, it might not have paid a lot, but I was happy. I was satisfied. Mm-hmm. So I was scared of the relationship with my kids. That's mm-hmm. really the only way that—the kids of the school and those relationships— Leaving the job, it didn't it didn't phase me because I already knew something was already speaking to me saying it was it's time for your transition. Right. You've served your purpose in the community. You've done this. So now it's time to move on. So that didn't scare me. It scared my wife a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'm confident, man. And I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm a go getter. Okay. So 
if it's not scary, you're not doing it right, man. I like it. I like it. Yeah, get out of your comfort zone. You have to. You have to. So what was the hardest part of the, those early days? Of Really? So taking that jump is really understanding the business. That was the hardest part. Um, like I've, I've done landscaping businesses before, landscaping business before that. So I had a little bit of business knowledge, but transportation and logistics is what this actual business is considered, right? That That's what the focus is. Um, so really trying to bootstrap something like that was was hard, right? Because there's still uh, regulations and, and stuff that you have to buy by um, when you're when you're a business. Yeah, so, so bootstrapping, just so everyone knows, is when you put the money yourself. You're yeah. not getting money from anyone else. Nobody, yeah, so. nobody. I w- at this point, I was taking, um, like, you know, people throw out good furniture sometimes. Right. So uh, we would either, you know, donate stuff that could, you know, that we knew families that can use, which we still do. Or we'll take it to Goodwill, which we know what Goodwill does with it. And when they stopped taking stuff in um, the, the, the donation centers, we would what we couldn't give away, we would sell it. So that capital that we were able to save is what we reinvested back in our business. So actually started a business with 500 bucks. Wow. Um, from from one job, a lady uh, was basically throwing away a whole queen bed uh, queen bed set, and I took that capital, filed for the LLC, and you know started slowly taking those processes to uh, file the business, get the business going, man. Oh, good for you, scaling up. I like yeah. it. <laughs> so, how many employees do you have now? So right now it's uh, my wife and I who are the owners, and then we work with uh, independent contractors. So oh, I see. we're actually in that phase now where it's we're we're looking for uh, partnerships so okay. we can take that next phase and start uh, employing people within our community. So okay. um, right now it's just two full time two full time employees. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Awesome. And so I also know that you went through a lot of incubators oh, yeah. in the city. So let's explain <laughs> what incubators are. And uh, I'll let you take it away since you've gone through incubators. Yeah. And then uh, we'll go through the incubators you've gone through and your experience. Sure. Man, I, yeah, I consider myself the incubator baby, right? <laughs> uh, an incubator is, is, is exactly what it is. It's, uh, it's a science, right? They put you in a, an incubator and they do studies and that sort of thing on you somewhat, but from a business perspective. So, uh, you know, they put a group of businesses in a room and they, you know, they provide free resources, uh, mentorship, uh, anything you can think of that you would need, either starting a business or scaling your business, they'll provide. Uh, and they're all typically free services. So you work with consultants, you work with lawyers, you work with, you know, just community, successful people in the community, um, in the business community. And it's uh, it's been the biggest blessing for IHAL. Uh, because of the networking, right? In business, it's about your network, right? What do they say? Your network is your net worth. So yeah. mm-hmm. when you bootstrap a business, I didn't have much of a net, net worth, but mm-hmm. I had a, I was establishing a massive network. So the incubators just put us in, you know, spotlights like here, right? I mm-hmm. would have never heard of, you know, yeah. your business. I mean, I'm sure I would have, but maybe not an opportunity to sit here, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very appreciative for. If it wasn't for an incubator, yeah. right? You know, yeah, you were referred to me by two of my friends, That's uh, Nate Tober, who I've known a long time. That's my hey, guy. <laughs> you need to talk to Marcus, and we'll have him on as well. And Tim also referred me to you. So nice. Two two different guys. Tim from the William Factory. So which one was the first incubator you went through? The the Williams Factory. Okay. The we had the Williams Factory. Um, uh, yeah, man, I I couldn't thank them enough over there for just the experience in business, um, and just you know. Help me in any facets that I need. Um, so did you apply and you had to get accepted or? 
How did that work? Was it a cohort that started at separate times? You know, I I don't, I think, so my grandfather and Tim know each other. So I think it may be something that a family member might have sent to me. Oh, okay. And then, uh, you know, we did our due diligence and kind of jumped on board. And at this time, Williams Incubator was, I think they were off Portland Ave. They are. Mm -hmm. And now they're in Tacoma Community College. So a lot of this stuff was remote. Um, But yeah, Williams Incubator was the first. And uh, it's, it's been... You know, we've worked on pitch competitions and just— Is that what you did over there? Yeah, we, yeah, we did. Didn't you win a pitch competition? I did, man. Yeah, and I, you got, you got 2000 bucks, right? I did, I nice, did. Awesome. Yeah, it was It was good. It was a great experience. Yeah. So, so you did the Williams Factor. What else did you learn, and what else did they help you do? Man, what didn't they help me do? Just—I um, think the biggest thing was, uh, obviously, in business is finding your niche, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just not trying to be all things to everyone, yeah. right? Just— Finding that niche and, and grow carve from and grow from there, yep. man. Mm-hmm. So um, that was really the biggest takeaway from there. Um, and then you know, I mean, paperwork sort of stuff. You yeah, know, that, accounting. That stuff people don't. Yeah, the boring <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah. But the most important things, yeah, right? Taxes. So, yeah. So besides really just understanding business is you know your, your taxes and yeah. financials, profit loss, and all that good stuff mm-hmm. too. So yeah. And how long was that incubator program? Um. I, there's still I'm still in it as far You're as I know. Still in it. I, I mean I don't I have as far as I know, <laughs> I'm here I'm here Infinity. right now. <laughs> so the, I've actually done two pitch competitions in there. I, I came third or fourth place in the first one. I didn't perform like I wanted to, so I was adamant about. Was that the first one you did? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the second you year, crushed it. You I, crushed it. I, I think one. I did pretty well. Yeah, I think I could have done better. You won. So. Yeah. I'm getting ready for Shark Tank, though. That's my big, so I, I got some work to do. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So how, how long was that pitch? Um, two minutes. You oh, had up to okay. two, you had up to, no, excuse me, you had up to five minutes. My pitch was about about a minute or so. You know, I yeah. I, I wanted to get it the elevator style, right? Yeah, that's, In and that's out. what they say. So, keep, keep it short. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so did you do any other incubators? I know that you're part of Nate Tolbert's Maritime Innovation Incubator right now. Yes, sir. Are there any other ones in between? Or Yeah. Um, I just actually finished up one with Surge Tacoma with uh, the Black Business uh, Accelerator Program. It's BBA. It's uh, put on by Kira Daniels, which is actually running for uh, a seat in council. Oh, wow. uh, and also Drea Bange, and she's the owner of I Am Consult. I Am I am possible at consulting, something okay. like that. Um, and she's she's actually overseeing it. So that was actually an incubator we just wrapped up, too, with uh, 12 other uh, minority-owned businesses here based in Tacoma. And like I said, that was ran through Search Tacoma. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how was that experience? And did you have to pay for that? Was there an acceptance program? Yeah. Did you have to apply? So all— so. Except for the Williams, well, I, I, that was an acceptance too. All the programs you had to apply for, okay. um, you had to do like a two-minute video of yourself, and then um, um, you know send your idea in, and yeah, uh, we're selected. I don't know how many people, uh, but all three cohorts or uh, incubators you had to be selected for. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk with them. Get more details, but you didn't have to pay. Was it free? It was free. It was wow, free. Wow, what a good resource! It, for heck of a business. resource, man. Yeah, yeah. Search Tacoma. Yeah, it was through uh, Black Business Accelerator. Yes. Okay. And what what did they help you do? Man, um, you know, uh, being a minority in business, man, it's uh, it's tough. It really is, and I don't think enough people really understand that. 
So being in a room with uh, like-minded individuals that come from your same struggle, uh, was, it, was, it was extremely powerful to hear the voices of individuals, men and women, that have gone through the same struggles that I've gone through being a young uh, entrepreneur of color, right? And not just here in Tacoma, just, you know, just walking in our shoes every day. So really being around that type of synergy and, you know, um, I'm a very collaborative learner. So just, you know, learning from, you know, like-minded individuals and hearing stories was just transformative, man. And it just reminded me of uh, what we're doing and what our ancestors have, uh, you know, instilled in us to carry on. So just being around that was extremely powerful. And just like, you know, all the other accelerators, you know, we're working on the financing and, um, you know, they provided free web services. So we have people working on wow. our, our websites and uh, our portfolios and all kind of good stuff. Another pitch deck, uh, beefing up business plans and stuff like that. So that 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 stuff was great, but really being around um, other founders, other founders yeah. Yeah, was huge. It was okay. huge, yes. Yeah, wow. And then you said you're also going through Nate Tolbert's yeah, man. incubator. Wow. That's, I mean, how do you have time for all this? Man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make time for so, it, man. And it's then are, you, are you lined up for other incubators down the road as well? Uh, as because of right now, um, I don't know of too many coming down the pipeline. I think I'm going to uh, really focus on this Maritime Blue one. Okay. Uh, because they have some really big things going on out there. So outside of that, just... Every every week we strategize, right? So there's a different play for every week we try to put together. So like you said, it's about time, right? So my focus now is, you know, just collaborating with the incubator and, you know, doing the work on our own with our team and focusing on that. Now, for another great opportunity comes down the line, and if it makes sense, we'll definitely uh, take advantage of it for sure. Okay, yeah, because I think, I think there's SpaceWorks. I'm mm. sure you've heard of them. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. And there's some other ones, too, I can't remember right now. There's but a we'll lot be talking there. to all of them. On this podcast, so tune in. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you like about Tacoma, and why did you decide to build your business out here? Man, um, community for one, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, what do we call the grit city, right? That, yeah. And that's yeah. I'm, I'm a gritty kid. I've been a gritty kid. I'm from the Midwest, so um, I always had bigger cousins. I was, just, you know, come from a single parent <laughs> household. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you know, single single family house. You know, uh, mama's boy. But uh, I had cousins, lots of cousins, man. So I've always been a gritty kid. Um, so I think that was just the vibe. You, I mean, you're from here. You know, you know yeah. what it is, oh, man. Yeah. If you're not here, you kind of get that that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that almost like the East Coast feel, right? You yeah. Gotta, but outside of that is the community, man. Um, yeah. It's powerful. You know, if you got a voice and you're willing to use it, the community will back you. And mm-hmm. uh, that is the biggest the biggest gift that Tacoma has given to my family for quite some time. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And so what, what advice do you have for other aspiring entrepreneurs in the city? Man. You know, I, I was listening to my podcast this morning on the way in. and uh, What podcast was that? Um, so this particular one is called uh, Truck and Hustle, right? Oh, okay. Uh, but between that, they were speaking on some Les Brown stuff. And uh, Les Brown, he, he says one thing. He says, uh, how much time do you have? Right? He asked, how much time do you have? And you just get to thinking, how much time do you have? You could take that any way you want to, but it's it's a deep question. It is a deep question, yeah. and you start thinking about it. How much time do you have on this earth, man? You you don't know what's coming tomorrow, right? So finding your purpose is the most important thing I could encourage anybody, right? If you're passionate about something, take the time 
to 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 carve your purpose, right? Find be intentional about what you're doing, but finding your purpose, your passion, and leaning into it, and uh, go with it, man. Because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah, man, that's deep. So, do you have any book recommendations for aspiring entrepreneurs out here? Yeah, the book that really got me going uh, was actually the first book I've ever completed from cover to cover. And it's called Good to Great. And I oh, think it was, that's such a good book. Man, Jim Collins. Jim Collins. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Good to Great. And uh, um, of course, everybody knows uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Oh yeah. By Robert oh, yeah. Kawasaki. But, um, you know, people know about the books, but until you read it, you don't know about it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You can say what you want. You can hear the podcast, but to really read it and uh, soak it soak it in and apply it is two different things. and. I think if you read in that order, you'll be ready to go for yeah. Yeah, if it's entrepreneurship or being the best in your craft. So, yeah, for sure. Good stuff, man. Yeah, good to great talks about how you go from good to great. You know, just right. from being a regular <laughs> company and how they excel. They they highlight case studies. I think it's about seven good companies, great, and how they became great. What yeah. they did. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, one more, uh, think and grow rich. Right. Oh, Napoleon Hill. Got to get oh, that. Yeah, had to get sure. that out there. <laughs> oh, that's an, another excellent book. We got to get that out there. So, Rich Dad Poor Dad. For those who don't know, I mean, it teaches you how to make money, mm-hmm. not just earn money. Mm-hmm. Big difference, right? You know, and uh, yeah, got my entrepreneurship juices flowing as yeah, well. You yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Napoleon Hill's uh, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of out there, but. Mm-hmm. The basic concepts is just, you know, believe in yourself, I think. and That's it. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, um, we all come from tough backgrounds, man. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of uh, a lot of reprogramming to do, right? A lot of uh, viruses we got to debug. So another way, only way to overcome that is continuously working on ourselves, right? Yeah. Professional development and tapping into those, those resources, man, and our network. Um, I can't express that enough. Oh, Myth- yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I like that. I like those book recommendations. So, Marcus, how can we help you out as a community? What can we do? Man, just continue supporting us. Uh, share our messages. Uh, we're we're not all about uh, just the business, right? We want to educate people on this field, this transportation. This is an $800 billion, $900 billion industry, and it's not enough of uh, minorities in it. So just educating people on the opportunities to obtain wealth is uh, the biggest thing we're doing. So, you know, just following us on iHaul. Uh, delivery.com. Um, we're on all channels for the most part under iHaul Delivery. Um, and just sharing our messages. Uh, if you ever need our type of support, please feel free to reach out to us. But yeah. uh, really just sharing the message, man. And uh, if there's any way I can help, we're here. Oh, all right. I like it. I like it. And then how can people get in touch with you outside of iHaul? Yeah. Um, iHaul Delivery. Yeah. They, so they can uh, reach us out, reach out to us online at iHallDelivery.com on our website. You can also reach me personally at Marcus C. That's M-A-R-K-I-S-S-C as in cat at iHallDelivery.com. All right. Thank you. So hopefully some people are reaching out to you for moving needs or last mile yeah, White great. glove services. For sure. Or yeah. just a smile. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us today, Marcus. We appreciate your time. And um, we'll be back right after this. Hello, friends. This is Marguerite Martin, creator of MoveToTacoma.com and co-founder of Channel 253. 
It's bad out there, folks. Home prices in Pierce County are up 15% year over year. While it's no secret that the market is hot, you may not know that Tacoma has been the hottest housing market in the country for several years. There is an extreme shortage of homes for buyers to buy. Having a local Tacoma buyer's agent that specializes in the neighborhood and price range you're after can mean the difference between losing or winning the bid on your dream home. If you're looking to sell your current home and find something that meets your needs better, having a neighborhood expert handle your listing will impact how much money you net off of your sale. The right agent to market and sell a home on the West Slope might not be the same person who has the expertise and connections to find you an income generating duplex somewhere else. All agents have specialties, and I know the players for every niche. Best of all, it doesn't cost you anything. Great local agents are happy to pay me a finder's fee if you end up buying or selling. And you can rest easy knowing you're going to get a great agent who specializes in exactly what you're looking for. If you want to learn more, visit MoveToTacoma.com and use the contact form. Thanks for listening to Channel 253. Welcome back, everyone. Today with me, I have executive director at the William Factory. William Factory is a small business incubator, which is a very valuable resource for entrepreneurs I hear in the community. It's been around since 1986, and it's helped start 200 companies and create 1,000 jobs for our community. And with me today, I have Tim Stregi. Welcome, Tim. Uh, pleased to be here. Yeah, so what can you offer for aspiring entrepreneurs over here at the William Factory? Well, uh, entrepreneurship is gaining recognition actually as a career opportunity. More and more people are starting their own businesses at younger ages, and people are converting their employment status from maybe working for somebody else to working for themselves. It's a growing trend. In fact, during the pandemic, it has increased quite a bit, larger than uh, in previous years, as people are seeking, number one, independence, uh, number two, the freedom to do things that they really enjoy, and number three, uh, to escalate income. But rather than always spend that money, entrepreneurs reinvest their profits into the enterprise to expand it expand their amount of products and services, expand their geographic territory, uh, pilot some research and development on uh, new initiatives. Uh, entrepreneurs don't turn off that thinking cap. Uh, they're always trying to plan for the future while the rest of us are enjoying the, the present. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us, is this something that someone has to apply for, or how can they get resources from them? Yeah, so you go to our website. It's just one word, William Factory, William, F-A-C-T-O-R-Y.com. And about the middle of the website, it'll say, take the survey. So you take the survey. You can do it in two or three minutes. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your business, and what your needs are. And then we get back to you. Um, what the incubator offers at no fee Wow. Our uh, workshops, training, and increasingly we're having on-demand video training where you can take it at your own time. Um, mentorship, which is increasingly important for entrepreneurs to have some seasoned person who's been skilled in the commercial marketplace, volunteer their service and touch base 
uh, one or more times uh, each month. And then networks. And increasingly, we're developing global networks. Most recent ones are with ENT Nest, uh, Entrepreneurs Nest, that's based in Europe, but is increasingly uh, global, that connects entrepreneurs with incubators around the world. And then a group originally from the UK, but also increasingly global, Founders and Mentors. Uh, and these generally are individuals with lots of experience in marketing, production, turning creative ideas um, into commercial enterprises, and they volunteer their sophistication. So it's that combination of training workshops, mentorship, and networks that opens the door of the commercial marketplace to new entrants from the William Factory. Um, and one of the areas that we're still struggling, but we want in the next year uh, to hopefully gain resources is in the world of financial capital. That just has not caught up for entrepreneurs. There are uh, certain products called FinTech, financial technology services, still in the early stages, but for the most part, the overwhelming uh, way for entrepreneurs to get money outside of family and friends is through the commercial banking system. What we really need are local angel investors that are patient with uh, their financial uh, investments, uh, a venture fund that's no payback called philanthropic capital, where small amounts of money, anywhere from 500 to 2,000, can get somebody electronic commerce uh, system, can stock their initial inventory, uh, can scale up their uh, social media marketing, that small investment can go a long ways in some person going up the stair-step ladder of entrepreneurship. So uh, hopefully within the next year, we'll have better access to financial capital and we're working with the state of Washington and some other consultants to discover what are these next best practices so individuals can gain access to funds. For instance, um, President Biden, the federal administration has recently released billions of dollars in something called the Small Business Credit Initiative. It's not a new program, but it's a greatly expanded program, but it generally goes to establish venture capitalists. So people that are already investing uh, through venture capital uh, high-level uh, deals and not really reaching what people think of as the true small business sector, particularly those that have been historically excluded entrepreneurs. So we're hoping that it's a combination of easier access to low interest funds, no payback venture uh, investments, and some equity transfers that can prompt uh, companies to go from solopreneurs to employing people and from offering just a few products to offering more products and from offering products in the local vicinity to increasingly do it on a global scale. Wow, that's awesome that you can provide something like that. And so you said that there are no fee programs. So where do you get funding and how do you get paid? Good point. Uh, we got funding from our clients in the past. We had commercial buildings, two of them, on uh, Portland Avenue adjacent Interstate 5. 
which charge fees for individuals to reside in the buildings for their commercial uh, locations, and to also provide some advocacy and networking and um, uh, organized a, a construction plan center. Many of those companies were successful. Those are the ones you referred to that graduated from the incubator. Some employed just a few people, some employed over 40. But uh, the incubator kept those funds as retained earnings, which means uh, I'm like a for-profit that might share it with um, uh, shareholders. We reinvest that, like entrepreneurs do. They reinvest in the enterprise. We reinvested it into the incubator. So oftentimes nonprofits will quickly spend what they consider excess or surplus dollars. We invested it for a rainy day and we decided that rainy day is now. Uh, and so following, uh, actually immediately before the pandemic, when we relocated to the campus of Tacoma Community College, we decided we'd operate from our own earnings. We still contract for certain government uh, services we still seek um, uh, philanthropic uh, benefactors from foundations or other sources for special projects, uh, such as our Black Entrepreneurs video that we uh, will be in the production soon and will feature within a few months. Um, but we're not dependent on a single government, a single foundation, or a single benefactor other than the legacy that we have as the William Factory Incubator. We want to use that. Uh, to complete our mission, which has never changed, by the way, since 1986. So how many organizations have stood the test of time for well over 30 years and never made a single change in their mission statement? That's the William Factory Incubator. Wow. And are there any limitations for people who want business help? Are they limited to someone who just has an idea? Do they have to have a product already? That's a good point. So we put entrepreneurs in three different categories and each of them have distinct needs and resource. Number one is the idea stage. They don't have a business, but they got an idea. Mm -hmm. And that probably represents over a third of our entrepreneurs coming through the doors, you know, the incubator and our virtual uh, community uh, that they have this thing they've thought about for a product, for a service, for something that they could offer but they need to work on it. So they need R&D ideas. They need to test out the validation as if the product were available now to interview prospective customers, how they would use it, what they would pay for it, what add-on services they would need. Uh, so that's the, the idea phase, entrepreneurs. Another group are the startup folks. They've actually secured their business license. They may have written a business plan. They may have their initial customers, but they haven't grown at all. Um, they haven't set up an electronic commerce uh, website. Um, they have very limited social media uh, marketing, and they need um, resources available for them, such as our social media workshops that are now available uh, by a former professor from the UW Foster School of Business that takes them through a three-part series, step by step by step, that they can go back to and refer how to set up your website for commercial marketing, integrate it with the Instagrams and the Twitter accounts and 
all the other free tools that are available out there and begin to do more promotional marketing. And then the third group are the expansion businesses. They're past the idea. They got the business going. They've been in business for a few years. Now they want to expand. Um, and I think you interviewed Marcus Cooper from My Hall Delivery. He's a good example of that. Obtaining a three-year contract now with the Port of Seattle. He sees himself as the last mile in many miles in the Puget Sound community of delivery as people are increasingly gaining their products through these private delivery services, such as iHaul, uh, which, by the way, specializes not just in delivery, but setup mm -hmm. uh, and further assistance, remodeling other projects, um, and continuing the customer-to-business-oriented uh, connection. So that's the expansion phase. So we promote ourselves for the idea folks, the startup people, and those that are ready to expand and particularly in each of those sections there are different type of mentors that are available to them who have been in the uh, production and manufacturing side of businesses or have been in the marketing advertising side or have been in the financial uh, management accounting side that can assist them along the way so that their funds are used where it's most needed for reinvestment in their commercial enterprise to grow and to be a success. Mm -hmm. So how often do these incubators take place? Are they a rolling type of program or do they happen a few times a year? Uh, almost every day we're adding programs and services. We're updating our website continuously. Uh, we increasingly have an email list that people get on following the Take the Survey or other forms that they've been on. Um, so we're kind of communicating with our customers, the entrepreneurs, how best to deliver uh, new information to them. And that's where some of these global networks are helpful. Where in the past, the incubator was the intermediary. Mm -hmm. We would see where the resources are, like foundersandmentors.co, and then we'd communicate back to them and back and forth. Well, now we want to have more of a seamless where the entrepreneurs join founders and mentors and they can join a community other than the William Factory or as it's called the Pacific Northwest community. They can join creative communities, starter hub, you know, communities, uh, communities for people interested in exports, communities interested in people in finance, communities interested in intellectual property protection, they can begin to gain a lot of those services without going through us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the future of uh, resource networking is for the incubator to begin to provide the linkages and then to stand back and make the entrepreneurs use those resources and services as a buffet, mm -hmm. use it when they need it and the amount that they need at the time they actually need it. Um, I think the future for the William Factory Incubator is not to be a standalone entity, but to be uh, increasingly what we call an ecosystem builder. There's over 30 different support organizations in Tacoma Pierce County. Often they have duplication in services where there's gaps that none of them fill, you know, like in particular forms of legal aid or um pre-venture capital uh, investments. We need to avoid those duplications. We need to add more sophisticated services. We need to fill in those gaps. 
and bring more ecosystem partners uh, to this thriving community that can consider itself increasingly entrepreneurial and increasingly global. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we're able to do just those two things, uh, we'll may have, have fulfilled our measure of success. Okay. So it sounds like it's kind of on a rolling basis, or is it something that's more... People sign up all the time. We don't have deadlines. I see. Um, we don't have a business plan in a box where you attend six to eight sessions, you do a business plan, and then you go off on your own. Um, we're not that kind of um, nesting uh, relationship provider. Uh, we're there continuously. So um, we operate evenings, weekends, summer months. And, um, we try to be there for the entrepreneur at the time they need us. Wow. Uh, there are many programs, I admit, their colleges on the quarter system and their other uh, business uh, service providers that you enroll in a program. You may charge a fee or not. Uh, there's guidelines that you go by. Some have 15 pages you know, of application to fill out. Uh, our survey is just two to three minutes. We bring you on board. Uh, and the greatest determinant of your success will be yourself. Mm-hmm. But we won't run your business, but we'll help you with running your business, providing you with these additional resources and services that otherwise you couldn't get for yourself or you would have to pay for. I see. So I just took that survey yesterday, Tim. So I'm looking forward to getting those resources from you. Good. That'll be a good test. Yeah. For mail system works. So thank you. And we love what we're doing what you're doing down there at the William Factory and the resource that you are for our aspiring entrepreneurs. What advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, to think about that idea and how best you can turn it into a commercial enterprise how you would gain your materials, uh, how you would gain your customers, how your experience, particularly your life experiences, not just education, uh, will blend in with that business. If it's construction, you want to go into underground utilities. If you actually worked as an underground utility worker, uh, if you want to get into fashion, um, like Safira Sanders with edico.co, who's profiled in our From Local to Global uh, workshop series. Uh, She worked for Elle magazine. um, And so she's accustomed to fashion. So she can do the fashion. She can do the design. um, But And she'll gain insight how she got her supplier network, her global uh, delivery system, and her marketing in place, and particularly how it related to her own background. Uh, And particularly for any entrepreneur, to be ever learning. Your education as an entrepreneur didn't stop at adulthood, doesn't stop at middle age, doesn't stop of what had been thought of as retirement age in the past. You're a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. Your product, your service is going to be better tomorrow, better next week, better next month, and better next year than it is today. Don't turn off your thinking cap. Always try to be ahead of the curve. And importantly, I think we're learning, and the pandemic had a lot to do with this, that rather than a competition among businesses, where in the past we thought businesses compete, who's your competitor, Are your, is your price or quality different? It's more a teamwork approach. Who can bring on board your team? What other businesses 
They may be in your same cluster and sector that you operate in, but they have some marketing expertise that could add value to you. Uh, they got some supplier production expertise. Uh, they can share some thoughts with you, uh, whether you do it informally or as a consortium, or you have 1099 you know, contract relationships with them. The idea of building a business by collaboration, cooperation, and teamwork will produce the success stories of business in the future. Okay. And where can people go to find more information? I would suggest WilliamFactory.com. We do have a Facebook site. Um, I operate a LinkedIn site under Tim Stregge, S-T-R-E-G-E. Um, we'll soon launch our Instagram site with our From Local to Global uh, workshop series that will begin later this month um, in, uh, towards the end of August, where people can sign up on our website williamfactory.com and uh, we'll keep them abreast of when those uh, workshops take place. Um, so the best method is to communicate with us uh, through those websites or info, I-N-F-O, at williamfactory.com. And that's our main uh, email for processing requests from entrepreneurs that um you know, every day we're monitoring. Yeah. I know you have that beautiful building down there, down by the Tacoma Dome. Is anyone there these days? Uh, the Piop Tribe Incubator uh, built the first building in 2002. We built the second building in uh, 2007. We made every single monthly mortgage payment for both buildings um, through the end of 2016. At that time, the bank, decided not to renew our loan because they wanted all the tenants of the building to have the same term of lease as we did the term of the loan, five years. Well, we're not going to have startups sign five-year leases. Almost everybody was on month-to-month. The longest lease that we offered was a year-to-year lease. It was not fair. Um, I saw it as a form of economic discrimination. Mm -hmm. You know, I complained to the city and the federal government banking regulators, um, nobody really saw it as a legal problem. I think it should be um, that you're denying uh, financial sector resources to an organization, the incubator that's helping historically excluded entrepreneurs from entering the commercial world. Uh, and we've had a, a great track record of financing. Uh, why were we denied a loan? But I went to the National Cooperative Bank, which is started by an act of Congress. They weren't very cooperative um, mm -hmm. because they wanted the same lease as a backup for their loan. Um, so our track record of 14 you know, plus years of paying the loan um, was not a, uh, enough for them to renew, nor were we able to secure. So the building was sold to the Pelt Tribe of Indians. They got a great deal. We put $10 million into the building. Very technology sophisticated. Probably the best small uh, building with technology resources in all of uh, uh, South Puget Sound, certainly in uh, Pierce County. Uh, so the tribe is effectively using the building for their purposes. I'm glad it's had an adaptive uh, reuse. Um, and the incubator has seamlessly moved to a virtual um, system since that time. Uh, and when Tacoma Community College reopens, which is expected 
in early 2022, will also have a physical presence on the campus of TCC. Mm, I see. All right. Well, thanks for your time today, Tim. We appreciate you taking the time to let us know what you're doing down there. Good. Well, thank you for the conversation and for helping us spread the word of entrepreneurship uh, to many new people that will be changing the world to the businesses that they start and expand in our local community. So thanks for joining us today on Channel 253, and we'll see you next time on Give Me the Mic. Did you know Channel 253 is member-supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. Give Me the Mic is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Are Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.